0: Can't do it. I'm doing the podcast. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll do it live.
1: Welcome to the newly evolved New York Giants podcast, formerly known as Big Blue All Year. Introducing Big Blue All Day. Because sometimes you gotta be bad. We are, however, still the podcast that brings you New York football Giants content all day long, Will your hosts toe-tap the line between podcast professionals and a bunch of fanatics talking shit at the end of the bar. Tonight's episode of Big Blue All Day is not brought to you by anyone, insert sponsor here. Don't forget to check out our print content at bigblueallday.com and rate and subscribe wherever podcasts are found. Adult content ahead, because you know, we're doing it live. Giants fans, welcome. Welcome one and all. Back, or for your first time, to Big Blue All Day. My name's Mac. Disciple's with me, and we got Roadhouse in the producer's chair. Now, Disciple, I'm coming right to you, baby. We're 2-0. You were in the stadium. First home uh, opener win since 2016, I believe. Let's go, baby! Let's fucking go! Uh,
0: Oh, man, you gotta love the energy that was there. Wink Martindale exclusively asked the audience in the stands get into it get loud and matt rule even commented today that crowd noise was a factor for the panthers on the sidelines and their offense um so i mean let's get into it yeah the the first i think the thing that stood out about the first part of the game was those first two turnovers that both you know miraculously went the giants way uh you know it really comes out to you that they only score field goals, and that was a bit concerning early on. It's like, dude, we could have we gone up 14 0 there, and we showed <laughs> yeah, yeah, really said said
1: first, first, well, up. You know, we had so many positive things to talk about. The very first thing that comes up immediately leads me to a negative. So, for, for just for the sake of riding this way for the first time in, yeah, again, what, seven years, and since uh, 2016, 2 positives, positives only. Okay, but I, listen.
0: What was complacency, the enemy, complacency is the enemy, Mac. Okay, <laughs> they, they can always do better, man. The,
1: losing is a disease. This team's and, too. And Ill. And no. let me, uh, How yeah, many times? No, and that's enemy. very true.
0: That, and I want to say something about that. The Giants from the last five years would have been. they would have lost the Tennessee game, thirty-one to nothing? And they probably would have lost yesterday's game, like, 28-6. to I mean...
2: First off, we're doing something better. Did you just call the Giants faithful in the Meadowlands an audience? What is this? It was an audience. What is this,
0: Broadway? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Listen, man. I was a part of the audience. I... (laughs) The fans.
1: They put on a show, baby.
2: I think what you're getting at, um, the point you're getting at is the culture seems to be shifting. And the Giants would have lost these last two games in the last six years, no doubt about it. Is it luck? Maybe. But, you know, 2-0, you got to, as, as Mets fans always say, when the music is playing, you got to dance because you just never know when it's going to end.
0: <laughs> as a Mets <laughs> fan, I happens. wholeheartedly agree with that statement.
1: And Giants fans of recent <laughs> years know that all too well. Well, talking about whether it's luck or not, I mean, I'm sure there are going to be days where I'm ripping my hair out of my head because of it, but sometimes you got to make your own luck, luck. Talk about Wick Martindale, man. Like, this guy is going after it using replacement players. Like, the the pressure that he put on Baker Mayfield, I think, is the difference in this game. And, no, absolutely. I absolutely.
0: Mean, I'm just going to chime in real quick. When he sends players, if you watch the All-22, he sends players in like a chameleonous way to where he's still covering all options in the receiving game. So Baker doesn't know what to do, where to go, and, and he throws it out of bounds. I think that was most uh, apparent on that. I think it was third and long uh, at, towards the end of the game. If I'm not mistaken, he 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 rolls out right, and then he just he, they just catch up to him. He, he has to throw it out of bounds.
2: Well, here's the thing. Uh, I saw a stat the other day. If you go two and zero, you have a 65 percent chance of uh, making the playoffs, which is astounding. <laughs> and then the that's Gi- insane. Yeah. And then the Giants have uh, Cooper Rush coming to town.
0: Who is I, he? Uh, looked uh, pretty good against well, the Bengals. I
2: understand, but it's still winnable. And then you have the Bears. So the Giants have a chance, a realistic chance, to go 4-0. and And if that's not something to at least be uh, uh, make you feel good, I don't know what is.
1: Okay, hold on. The, the Roadhouse, this is why you're in the producer chair and not not here on the regular floor with us. And I'm going to need you to drop in a pump the bra- uh, break sound <laughs> here for me. Look, I love you. I do. You're my brother. And I love the optimism. I'm, I'm salivating over this insane idea that you have here. But until the Giants show, I mean, let's – Okay. The run game wasn't great. I love Saquon, but they a terrible run defense made him look human. Kenny Galladay is not on the field. Tony still isn't playing very often. Wandell's on the bench. I mean, uh, let's pump the brakes. All right? 4-0. We're on to the, we got one game next week. Let's go 1-0 this week. It was not pretty.
0: No. no. It doesn't have to be. The defense and special teams are somehow good enough to carry the Giants when the offense has not played well at all. And that's a big deal.
1: So let me pose some questions to you fellows, then. Um, and we'll, we'll round it out with this and we'll, we'll get on to next week here. But um, were we wrong about Adoree Jackson? Uh, I mean, this dude has been playing lights out. Not just yeah. these last two games. I don't think I don't think we ever doubted him.
0: We, we just know. there was a, you a know, lot of trash about him. Knock on wood. I just hope he stays healthy because after that, you know, and honestly, give Flott his credit because Robinson wasn't there that game either, and Flott played pretty well.
1: Yeah, well, um, he got taken advantage of on that one play, but he got I guess you know tripped up and sort of fell down on the touchdown. I
0: mean, listen, but, listen.
1: But like, talk I, about fly, I can't dude. watch
0: I, Yeah, no, absolutely No, I but can't. I mean,
1: talk about Bellin Let's talk about Dane Belton, Who had a broken clavicle You know, what, four or five, no, I guess two months ago now He was playing deep safety Single high deep, uh, deep safety For most of the game And the Giants only let up one pass play Of 20 plus yards the whole game
0: um, I yeah, feel no, like this, love to this see secondary
1: that. is a sneaky strength
0: no, I I totally agree.
2: Well, they came in the first play of the game. Wake had basically had four down linemen, he had one linebacker, and six defensive backs. So, you know, he's definitely more creative than I gave him credit for, and uh, he was able to use those alignments in all different, uh, you, know, you know, to really confuse uh, Mayfield, and obviously it worked well. So, uh, you know, I feel pretty good about the defense, and yeah, is the offense? That's the remaining question. Is the offense? Uh, work in progress, or is it, you know, dead in the water with Jones behind center?
0: I think it's definitely a work in progress because I think even Sterling Shepard came out today and was like, yeah, you know, we, we motion the ball so much, and sometimes I'm out of position. Sometimes other guys are out of position. So, you know, I, I, think, I think they're definitely striving to put a more complete offensive product. On the field. Well, on
1: top of that, look at the players on the field around Jones. Like, yes, we want to keep talking about Jones. I think Rodas, you mentioned something the other week in uh, about if we compared jones's stats these first two games to Eli's uh, Super Bowl year in 2007, we would be jacked up about these statistics. I know it's a different age, it's a different game, but he's doing what needs to be done to win with the players he's around. I mean, interior offensive no, no, line. No, 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 <laughs> that's
2: not what I said at all. That, we wouldn't be jacked up about the statistics uh, for Eli. To to I wanna, no, my point, my point was that Eli sucked just as badly in the beginning of 2007. And we all know how that turned out. I'm not you saying should, that.
1: You spread your whore mouth.
2: Well, he did. I mean. the,
1: the... All right, well, the, the one thing I'll leave you on, unless you have any disagreements here, and, you know, certainly love the aggressiveness with, with Wink. Certainly love Dable uh, and the culture here. But I think the difference in this game than the difference in the Tennessee game, but also in Giants of late, it wasn't being lucky not to lose. They won this game. I mean, were either of you confident when we got the ball back and the Giants had to run the clock out to win this game that we were going to be capable of doing that? I, I, I certainly wasn't. No No way in hell.
0: Yeah, it it didn't feel good. I gotta be honest, and I was sitting with in up in the seats with. Of course, there was Panther fans all next to me, so. <laughs> it, yeah, it was there was, it was definitely. Oh, there wasn't that many, but uh, there like there was just a big cluster next to me for whatever reason. I have no idea why. Weak, weak. Um, yeah.
1: But, so. That's, that's all I'm saying. Exciting to watch us actually, watch the Giants grind out a victory as opposed to playing not to lose. Um, and then, yes, and so then actually
0: losing on a last second field goal, which is something we've exactly. seen quite a bit.
1: And with that, we're going to get to our segment Would You Rather? But first, let's talk about the quarterback position. Now, we're all happy. We have a 2-0 start. Love it. Love it. Need it. Gotta have it. But, there's so much vitriol. There's so much back and forth about a player that has won back-to-back games at the start of the season. Let's talk about this guy. Daniel, Danny Dimes? Or is he the Sanchez? Where are we on Daniel Jones, fellas?
0: It's like, it's maddening because, like, he, ha- he shows some really great things. Like, 95% of the game. But, like, that other 5% is just a problem, man. He stares down the receiver. He only he doesn't go through his progressions, but he has the ability to make some like crazy passes that not too many quarterbacks can make. I mean, I got to be honest, like I I do think there's a part of the Giants fan base that is uh not like reluctant to win, but it's like, "Oh, now we're going to have to trade an arm and a leg to replace Daniel Jones in the draft because you know, he's not the guy." And the fact that I have to think about that he he might be the guy, he still might be, or but he's probably not. So, like, if you don't know by now, he's probably not. So, therefore, we need a contingency plan to replace Daniel Jones. Because a different quarterback in the same offense might be a lot more productive and able to actually score touchdowns when you get down to the uh, red zone.
1: Percentage. The turnovers haven't been... Egregious, no turnovers in this game,
0: as a matter of uh, fact. Yeah, okay, last week was egregious. That interception no. was egregious.
1: Okay, I, 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 I mean, I'm not gonna defend
0: that. Yeah, I'm not okay. I'm gonna, I'm I don't gonna, blame I, him for the fumble. Almost every quarterback in the league is gonna fumble that ball when you're hit at yeah, full speed with it. no absolutely
1: no, Which, oh, you know, leads me to my
0: next point don't smoke crack,
1: but more specifically. Outside of Andrew Thomas, and actually, not that PFF is the make it or break it. We talk about this all the time, right? But it is a metric. It's part of the evaluation. Uh, Josh Azudu, 22.3 overall PFF grade. John Feliciano, 39.9. Mark Gluinski, which I think is fairly generous, a 50.2. The interior offensive line is a serious, serious problem. This team that got gashed by Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb Last week, held Saquon superhuman Barkley, superhuman Saquon. Excuse me, love me my alliteration. Um, held him in check this game. Um, the offensive line is still a problem, and who the hell is he throwing it to? I just like, what do you want? That's my question. How? What? What do you want?
2: Well, the I short. Just, the, no, I, listen. Listen. Uh, Daniel Jones is operating as a game manager, and. And that's what he is, is, is. That's what he is. He's not a great player. He's not an elite player. Um, is that what you, all you need? I don't know. We didn't
0: draft. We didn't draft at him at six overall to be a game manager, man. I agree I, We need I a agree. game changer a quarterback. Who's I agree elite. With
1: you.
0: Is Daniel Jones a poor man's Jimmy G?
1: You know, it doesn't matter what answer you give me for what you want, what you're looking for. This debate is going to go around and around. Every single day, every single game, for the rest of the season. So, let's get into a very, very appropriate segment we call Would You Rather. And what we're going to do, we're going to compare Daniel Jones to other quarterbacks around the league. Now, we're eliminating older established QBs or rookies, but rather similar to Daniel Jones. And second contracts. So, right now, Disciple, for the New York Football Giants, Would You Rather have Daniel Jones or... Appropriately timed Baker Mayfield
0: Daniel Jones I hate to say
2: it I'd rather have Daniel Jones Got it Yeah dude Baker Mayfield's
0: uh, Accuracy was like So bad yesterday The Carolina Panther Fans were getting pissed Because he was just Missing guys And obviously The pressure helped But like There were some Throws that He'd really like To have back He looks
1: Like trash Alright Up next Lamar Jackson.
2: Easily Lamar. Yeah, I'm a Lam- I've always been a Lamar uh, fan. I, I, I don't know anybody. These people who criticize him, I don't know what the hell they're thinking. But anyway,
1: that's an easy one. Yeah, Lamar. There's no point in discussing it. So uh, the next, and please, God, let me get this name right. An interesting debate after the most recent p- performance, but would you rather Daniel Jones or Tua Tagovailoa?
0: Ta- Damn it. Viloa.
1: Thank you, Ed Disciple, the Speaker of Tongues. <laughs> and was that also oh, that, your answer?
0: Yesterday makes it hard because I feel like yesterday, was it a fluke or was he just str- scratching the surface of what he's capable of, right? Like, Tua has not had that strong of a, like, a career in the NFL, but like yesterday was like very eye-opening. I mean, six touchdowns, what, 460 yards, comeback victory over the Ravens? Like, that's no joke, man.
1: 469 yards to be exact. Yeah, I would say as of as of today, as
2: of the uh, of the game yesterday, uh, it's a it's probably going to go with Tua. But before today, I think back of what um, uh, Logan Ryan said about it because yeah, if you got a quarterback you can throw the ball uh, less than ten yards, you should have a good defensive day. So just the fact that I would as like I said,
1: as of today, it would be Tua, but by a by an inch. I mean, I'm going Tua hands down, honestly. Hey, look, wow. I, I really, I, I'm, I stump for Daniel. I, there's a lot of thing, and I think a lot of the criticism is, about him is unfair. But Tua's always been that guy. There was a reason tank for Tua was a thing. He had a horrific hip injury. You know, we give these guys a lot of grace coming back from injuries. Why not Tua? And it, it's not like the Dolphins have been world beaters either. Going through some significant changes organizationally. Uh, the dude has a career. completion rating. You know, he's got... uh, Yeah, I just... It's Tua. It's Tua. I don't understand the hate on him, period. All right, up next. Mr. Jalen Hurts or Daniel Jones?
0: Uh, Daniel Jones. Yeah, I don't have a
1: good feeling on
2: Jalen Hurts. Uh, My image of Jalen Hurts is him losing his job to Tua in the national championship game. And ever since then, I've just... I just don't see him as a as a winner, <laughs> and whether that's fair or not, uh, you know, we'll see. And I hope he's
0: not, being that he plays for the Eagles. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, obviously it's a little biased, but uh, Jalen Hurts is like a, like a very good like fantasy QB, but fantasy football is not real. And you know, him and Daniel Jones are probably both bottom ten quarterbacks right now. Trey Lance, would you rather? Definitely Daniel Jones. Yeah, I mean, We just have We just don't know with Trey Lance. I mean, he's so young. He's very inexperienced, and now he's got a broken ankle. We don't know. Like, he hasn't played that much, so, like, I don't know. I'm taking Daniel. Yeah, Trey Lance hasn't
2: shown enough,
1: so. Yeah, not even worth talking about. What is he throw him played two games? Daniel. Jimmy G, though, on the other hand. Yeah, should, I got to take, take Jimmy G.
0: I got to take Jimmy G.
1: See, I
2: think they're just very similar. I think they play exactly the same. Jimmy G doesn't have a big arm. He's kind of you know, – the only thing that – and Daniel Jones is a little better. He's got more mobility. Uh, he's younger. Uh, you know, that's, the, that's where I, like, I do have a problem with – well, that's why San Francisco tried to get rid of him, you know, because they see Jimmy G as a backup. I see Daniel Jones as a starting quarterback. Uh, maybe not – maybe not a Super Bowl winner, but – I see him as a starting quarterback.
0: I don't know. All I know is the 49ers record with and without him is significantly worse when he's not playing. Yeah, it's a good point.
1: Uh, yeah, you can't argue that, but this is Roadhouse and I agree for, for once on something here is, I mean, Jimmy G's ceiling, what is it? He, all he has done has been on one of the greatest dynasties of all time and then gone to an absolutely stacked roster for the last couple of years. You know, the, the 49ers only need complacent, you know, mediocre, mediocre quarterback play to be a very good football team. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo gives you a very high floor. Uh, I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy that's going to take you to the promised land without everything else going right. So they uh, got, got pretty damn close. Um so, honestly, similar, similar debate. Would you rather Daniel Jones? Also, if not clear, I'm taking Daniel Jones over Jimmy G at, uh, at this stage just for potential upset. Uh, Ryan Tannehill.
0: Yeah, Daniel Jones. I don't Daniel, know. Tannehill, t- Tannehill doesn't do it for me, man. For the same reason. I think the know. Titans are going to be replacing him soon. I mean, they already draft Willis, so let's see, you know, I mean.
1: I think Ryan Tannehill It could be an incredibly uh, prophetic uh, foreshadowing of what Daniel Jones' career is going to be. I think they're a very interesting cop, but I'll take Daniel Jones for the same reasons, really, as Jimmy Garoppolo's situation. Um, all right, Mitch Trubisky didn't do himself any favors this week. Pittsburgh looked atrocious on offense. Trubisky stinks. Come on.
0: Yeah, yeah I, th- I think I'm taking Jones over Trubisky for sure. I Team think Jones. I think the Steelers Steelers are going to take Pickett over Trubisky soon.
1: We will find out. Kyler Murray.
0: Kyler Murray definitely has much more talent, but like the like the little things about Murray with like the video games and shit, like that's very questionable. But I think he's definitely the better player. I got to go, Kyler. Yeah, he's a, he's definitely a better player. Can't argue with that.
2: Yeah, you
1: can't. Uh, there's nothing much else to say. The dude is fast as heck, um, throws the ball a country mile with ease. <laughs> you're right. The video game stuff is really absurd. <laughs> that is such an insane <laughs> like, stuff. Like, yo,
0: you got to put there's, it in a your contract that you got you to study for four hours, dude? Like, yo, you're a professional quarterback, dude. Like, that should be, like, half a film sesh, dude, like. Seriously. yeah
1: that's uh, that, that is just one of the funnier things that have come out in a contract dispute in a while but don't have to one good thing about being Eli 2.0 and sort of a dweeb God love God bless you Daniel Jones is don't have to worry about that um, All right let's wrap this up um, final one I think it should be a polarizing case would you rather Giants fans big blue all day Daniel Jones or the red. No, oh, no, that's that's not the red rifle. Whatever, this other ginger kid, Carson Wentz.
0: You know, I looked up the other day. I was like, wow, Carson Wentz was only drafted six years ago. It's like it feels like it's been so much longer than that. Just like everything that's gone on since then. Oh shit. Um, thirteen in six years. I don't know. I think I gotta go, Daniel Jones.
2: It's tough. If you're talking about a one-year commitment, I might take Carson Wentz. Uh, but I wouldn't want to sign him to a long-term deal. I feel like you are. You know what Carson Wentz is. I, I'm holding out hope that Jones has some room for improvement. Yeah,
0: no, and not for nothing, I must say this. Wentz had the playoffs on the line. All he had to do was beat the Jaguars, picking top three. He couldn't do it.
2: Yeah, that was pathetic.
1: All Look, he had
0: to do was beat the Jaguars to get into the. And I mean, the Colts are still having problems with the Jaguars.
1: Because i was gonna say, maybe you know, maybe yesterday was, they got know, shut you know, out. Maybe the Colts aren't as good as we thought they were. But
0: no, the Colts are frauds every year. <laughs> uh,
1: so I, I can't believe I'm saying this. And if we're talking about personality alone, I mean, you know, Carson Wentz. By all accounts, he seems like a real fuck. Like, let's be honest. Based on every every team, there's always things that come out. Even in college, the guy just seems like a real asshole. So that aside, Disciple, you said it best. Yeah, he was only drafted six years ago. Quarterback's last. And he's been
0: on four uh, teams. It's like, was it what, three or four? Said, no, four.
1: You said we know who he is. Yeah, I know who he is. Carson Wentz is a guy who uh, could have been the NFL MVP uh, one year en route to taking, helping a team get to the Super Bowl. The this guy's ceiling has already been shown to be far that of anything that Daniel Jones has shown. So I hate to say it, but if you could somehow lock him up in some stability situation for a while, and uh, Carson Wentz has shown to have the higher floor, so I, I would go with Wentz over Daniel Jones at this point. Mm. All
0: right. I understand.
1: All right, and that was this week's segment of Would You Rather. But, as our former defensive coordinator would say, we're on to Dallas.
2: Speaking about Lawrence Taylor now, that's a,
1: whole, that's a whole different conversation. Now it's time for four down territory. This is our segment where each week we look at the top four matchups that will decide the game. Up next, Monday Night Football against the Dallas Cowboys. And I am a mere pilgrim down here in an unholy land coming at you From Dallas, Texas. So, first down. What do we got, fellas? Most important down.
0: Can the Giants' o line slow down Parsons and the Cowboy pass rush? I want to believe so, but dude, Parsons is a problem. And the Giants' offensive line has proved to be a problem for us. So, I hope so, but hope is a dangerous thing. And I, I, I very, at least, you know, hope to contain him.
2: All right, moving on to second down, I think uh, we're going to go with Giants secondary defensive backfield versus Cooper Rush. I actually think it's a great thing that Cooper Rush had a good game his first, uh, his first night out uh, because now there's some tape on him and they're not going to sleep on him. They're going to be able to, to, to confuse him. Wake Martindale is going to be able to, to throw the different blitzes in, the different packages, like we talked about, the outset. You know, they started the game on Sunday with six defensive backs. I, I think Cooper Rush is a, a good backup, but I feel confident that the Giants secondary will be able to uh, confuse them and may, uh, force them into some mistakes.
1: Third down, Daniel Jones against just the Cowboys defense. Let's be honest here. Daniel Jones has many things. We've talked a lot about him today. I personally do love him, I got high hopes still. But, Joe Burrow was in the Super Bowl last year. Tom Brady is, well, Tom Brady. Both of them looked very, very human against a ferocious Dallas defense. This game is gonna come down to, is Jones gonna be able to be a little more of a game manager when we need it? Because we can't rely on Saquon getting 200 yards Every single week. Daniel Jones is the biggest matchup here against himself. Let's see it, buddy.
0: And uh, for fourth down, Disciples got. It's uh, Mike McCarthy's offense versus Winks' defense. And uh, I don't know. You know, the, the one thing about Winks' defense, he's been sending creative pressure. He's been covering the wide receivers. But he's also been extensively good on third down. Uh, I'm pretty sure the third down percentage for the Titans and the Panthers were like a combined like 30, 35, 40%, which is very, very good in league standards. So I I, I don't know. I kind of like the matchup. McCarthy, a lot of, you know, he doesn't have the best clock management. It's Kellen Moore's offense, and even McCarthy came out and criticized Kellen Moore's play calling. You know, their offense hasn't been great. They didn't look great with Dak. They didn't, You know, I don't know. So we'll see. I like, I like Wink, Wink's defense, though. I really do.
1: Gotta love the aggression. All right,
0: that was four down
1: territory. Let's go ahead and let's move on to what the F would that look like. And that's our segment where each week we posit a hypothetical and discuss what the F the world would look like if that were to come true. What the fuck would it look like
0: if Dak Prescott started the game for the Dallas Cowboys? I I right. All right. All right. So I think uh, I think
2: I think I think that was that was that was a great intro, Disciple. I think um, obviously when we saw the news of, of Dak going down and the way they lost week one, I think the entire league was very excited to see Cooper Rush and it almost seemed like a gimme. But now that we've now that we've seen that Cooper Rush can perform Against the Bengals, uh, it's not really, uh, it's not really the the gimme that we were hoping for. So listen, if Dak were there, I think Dallas would be the odds-on favorite. They have the great pass rush. Dak uh, knows what he's doing. CD Lamb. I think if Dak were playing, we would need Thibodeau and uh, Aziz Ojalari to be back and, and, and be uh, a difference makers.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, like, uh, what can I say about this? Obviously, we're happy Dak's not playing. But to your point, look what happened last week. It's not as if the, the offense looked terrible against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Yes, the Buccaneers defense is very, very good. We all know that. But it's not like, as good as Dak has been, and he's probably the best quarterback in this division, it's not like they looked good with him. This team is capable of being dangerous without him and has made two fantastic quarterbacks and offenses last year look pedestrian at best. This is the defense I'm scared about, not the offense. So, again, yeah, I'm happy Dak's not playing. It would suck if he was, if he was back. I'm more worried about the defense.
0: Mm. Yeah, Dak's, Dak's record against the Giants is really good. He rarely loses to us if ever. I think he what is it like once or twice? If that we've beaten him when he was a starting quarterback. I know we beat them when he wasn't.
2: Well that's everybody's record against the Giants
0: Celeste. <laughs> yeah, true. He was a rookie in what, sixteen, so yeah, that that, that about doesn't That's tough. But yeah.
1: He's nine and two. The Dak Prescott has a record of wow. nine and two against
0: the Jazzbur. Yeah, so alright, I was pretty close.
1: Well, that speaks for itself there. Yeah, okay, so good. I'm glad he's not playing. Fuck him. But it does bring you to an interesting point, Roadhouse, you brought up that we actually haven't touched on at all. Uh, the, the defense, which is not to derail us on talking about the defense, but I guess in the context of when we start playing some more elite offenses, the Giants have done what they have done with Leonard Williams out for almost half the game uh, uh, yesterday and not playing with their number one or number two pass rusher, as well as had their number two cornerback out this past week. The, I mean, it's gotta get you excited, but we'd be in serious trouble with Dak at the helm and all of those players out potentially another week, which is also entirely plausible. Hmm. All right, that does it for what the F would it look like. And finally, Our last segment of the evening, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Huge Predictions. Huge Predictions is not brought to you by Fusillo Automotive, but we are working on it. Rest in peace, Billy Fusillo. If anyone knows the VP of Marketing, please hit us up at BigBlueAllDay.com. Disciple, what is your Huge Prediction for Monday Night Football against the Dallas Cowboys?
0: You ready for this? O'Shane Simenez, two sacks. All
1: right. Uh, we'll if ass is going to be cut, I guess we'll take that as huge.
0: That's not huge enough?
2: No, that's huge enough. That's a huge prediction, you know? If that's how you measure huge, that's fine. <laughs> all right, my uh, huge prediction, uh, I hate to say it, but... This is a game the Giants lose. Oh,
0: that's not a huge prediction either.
2: You fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's a good
1: point. But I'm sticking. I'm sticking with it. The well. I guess that leaves me here. My huge prediction is that not only will the Giants win this game, not only will the Giants go to three and zero. But they're going to prove Roadhouse wrong. They're going to prove my gut wrong. The last two weeks, I have yelled at Giants fans in my own section because they didn't know who the Giants were. Like They're a team that loses this game after we won the two-point conversion. Last week, no way we were going to run out the clock and actually win the game. We were going to give the Panthers a chance to get back to it. Nope, they've defied me twice. They're going to crush the Cowboys. And from a home night crowd in front of national television, how about oh, it? Damn,
0: I'm gonna can be there. I can't fucking wait.
1: Let's go, G Man! And that does it for huge uh, predictions. All right, wouldn't that, be ni-
2: wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be nice? A blowout win on Monday night against the Cowboys. Ah, we
1: can only pray. All right, gentlemen, let's not bicker over who killed who, and end tonight with the fact that the NFL just simply is not aware. The Giants are young.
0: They're aggressive. They're
1: improving. New We're York, football. Giants. Ah. Ah. God, I love that. For the disciple and Roadhouse. I'm Mac. Go, go, go.
2: Did you read the frickin' uh, show sheet? You would have known that it was sitting right there. Hey, Chief, just be quiet. When you're ready to
0: start, start. When you're ready to start, start. We're going to the mighty taco in Buffalo, New York. I'm all about that. That crap.